Hello and welcome to Season 5, Episode 4 of the SSF Romcast. I am, as always, Jessica Haynes, and joined by my lovely co-host... Emma Jackson. Hello! Hey! <laughs> we are here this week to give you another one of our lovely, lovely tropes. And this one is... It's a, it's a big thing, really, in fantasy, because mm-hmm. I think pretty much any species you go to can fit this little gap. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's the age gap one we've gone mm-hmm. for this time. Because I think it's like it's almost an incidental trope in a way. Like it's just it's just kind of a given a lot of yeah. the time when you've got paranormal creatures. Oh, well, you know, they're yeah. going to be a bit older. Certainly, I think like when it all got when the you had the YA boom with yes, all of, of the all of paranormal yeah. romance, the vampires and things, it was, yeah. Just... Well, this this was it. When I pick my books, I'm like, if I don't put a vampire in there, I will feel that I've done us wrong. I, I, I have need to two, have... yeah, two vampire books. It's got to be done, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, I'm more from the interview with a vampire stage of things rather than yeah. all the. But I did do the newer ones, obviously. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I read interview with vampire. Oh, I didn't read it. I, I, After, I, just I didn't it. read it. <laughs> no, I was probably probably actually quite young when I watched it. Really. Yeah, I was. It was sleep younger than I should have been. We mm. we've like uh, probably uh, year eight in secondary school, so it wasn't that young. I bet you were younger. Yeah, I, don't <laughs> I couldn't. Know. I couldn't have snuck that in to my house. Mm. Um, but yeah, that that was one of those ones that we had like when we were having Leonardo DiCaprio marathon <gasps> sessions. Mm. He wasn't in that one, but I think it just no. it just got in there. It was around that time. <laughs> Yeah, on the side notes already, I remember watching Basketball Diaries as a kid because he was in it and then actually coming away and thinking about it now, I should never have been allowed to watch that film that the age I was. It was also just like you were just watching and it's like, yeah. oh, how's he going to die in this one? <laughs> All of his early films. There's no door. If... What's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's still the case anymore. No, I but... don't you know, because I, I don't know. I don't think I've watched any of his more recent stuff. One of the last, the, the was it the which is the one with uh, Matt Damon? Matt Damon, um, with Leonardo where they they were both coppers. Yeah, it's, oh, I want to say the, the descent of departed. The departed. That's it. Did that you die? In, I think everybody dies in that, don't they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> it's one of that's those. One, that's one of the men will go. Yeah, of course he did, and he backstabbed him, and it was awful. And we should probably get on with the episode. Maybe, yeah. Yes. I mean, possibly it was a little bit topical to bring him up. Maybe it was in some well, yeah, the age gap. <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> let's get on to talk about some fictional books yes, and yeah, age gap relationships. <laughs> let's go. Let's yeah. let's get going on age gap stuff. Then. Age gaps. Now we've now we've jumped from oh. Leo. Let's get into the right good stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I had a moment when I was going through them because there were a few that I could have picked, and my brain kind of went to, I wonder what the biggest age gap is in oh, books. That was one of the things I wrote down was how like how old? What's the biggest age gap you've ever read? Yeah. So well, you thought about it too. I did. Well, there was one in my book in the prologue, which is my two of my three, because I did have three again this time. Okay. And it, it sort of says it in the top and I'm like, huh, that is probably one of the oldest I have. 
Okay. Okay. Hmm. But I'll get to that when we get there. Oh, you're gonna yeah, we'll talk about it when you get to it then. When we'll we get to it. It'll well be, it depends. Like top it depends. Trumps or something. Yeah. How old Joe? Who's, how old who's got the biggest? <laughs> well, a lot of them, it kind of sort of says a couple of centuries. It's not as mm-hmm. specific as this yeah. one was like date. Oh, not okay. Well, fair Ooh. enough. Yeah, because they're usually a bit vague, aren't they? They're like Yeah. They add their human news to the whatever years if they're a vampire and they've been turned or if they're just a creature that's been around a long time. I mean, I Ever. can imagine it. I asked my other half, how how old are you going to be on this birthday? He's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you get yeah. past a it certain just... age, you're like, what's the point? <laughs> it's just a haze now. Just yeah. <laughs> A year does go by so quickly. And I'm like, really Jesus, does. nearly Christmas again. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? I've got three as well. So yeah. really Ooh. it could be either of either us. Or. Um the first this time, okay. I think. Yeah. All right. I will try and I can't remember you might spelling. have gone first last time. I don't know. It was it, ages ago. Wasn't it? it was really all <laughs> those days ago. Okay. My first one is The Guest with Claws by Ella Maven. And I saw this ages ago and I loved the cover so much that it kind of, it's been sat on my Kindle for ages. And then it was like, oh, this will do the job. So, um, yeah, uh, we start with Nessa and we're kind of, it's a dystopian world that we're living in Mm -hmm. uh, with with Nessa, which generally in life, I think, as well. (laughs) I I can understand. I can sympathize with Nessa. Uh, But basically, um, not a lot has gone on great for Nessa in her life. She has lost both of her parents. She's living in this dystopian world where lots of fighting and wars have gone on. Um, I'll mention how the wars began in a bit. Um, and she's had a lot of health problems and she's in a lot of debt because this I think this must be American. So okay. you have to pay for coughing and sneezing, unfortunately, for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, she's she's stumbled upon a job at this place called Castle Verna, which is like this massive, imposing building. And the only reason she's got this interview is because the woman who was going for this job has died and they have very similar names. OK, so. It's kind of at that sort of stage in life mm-hmm. that she's sinking in debt. The world isn't great. She's got to get this job. Yeah. So she goes, has this interview, and it's like a hotel. And as soon as she's in there, she knows that it's a little bit suspect. The people look a little bit weird. You know, th- there's lots of rules within the job, you know, right. not like a don't feed after midnight sort of thing. But mm-hmm. it's kind of when you deliver to the guests, do not pick up your clash. Whatever you're delivering, do not okay. look at what you are delivering yeah. to anyone. Uh, she's just happy to be getting this quite nice job that has a yeah. room so she doesn't have to pay rent anymore and goes with it. But, yeah, a few days in, there's this dude she can see lurking around, cover on his face, two different coloured eyes, little bit suspect. But... He's the one she notices, but they're all a little bit suspect. <laughs> and um, a few days in, she's doing a delivery to this chap whose name is Lannis. And unfortunately, the lid comes off the cloche while she's right. doing this delivery. And it's weapons and grunts, noise, okay. all sorts of... <laughs> Not what I was uh, expecting. No, no. Like <laughs> My always... brain was going down like it was going to be really weird food, like just a heart on no. a plate or something. Yeah. My brain <laughs> always goes to severed head because of seven. If of anything course, is covered, yeah. it's always a head in a box. Yeah. Just, just, just where I go to. <laughs> uh, but no, it's like dead loads of weapons. And she's like, uh-oh, 
And he's like, oh. And they take her to the bus, but he actually covers for her. Okay. And she's like, okay. Because another guest sees it and dobs her in. And oh. it's like, okay, he's looking mm. around and he's done that. What's going on? So um, Lannis is of a group of, I suppose we'd say they're aliens because they're not mm-hmm. of of Earth, uh, of the malice. And he, they've always, they've lived on Earth for a long, long time. They've always kind of blended in. And then this other group called the Moxies have come down and tried to take power. And this is where these wars have started. These two kind of okay. aliens fighting for dominance and power. So the Malice have been here for a long time and they realised at one point or another that there is a group of humans called Dios who, if they um, if they mate with these, these type of humans, they strengthen them. Okay. So the Malice have kind of sought out these Dios and wed them to their royalty to, to, to have a biggest, strongest race and to kind of look after themselves on Earth. And Lannis was what, would be considered a guardian of a Dio. He was of Lannis family, but he was put into this position as guardian. But unfortunately, his charge was killed. So he's kind of now in some self, self-gained, self I don't know what you'd call it. He's, he's kind of putting it on himself to go and just not live with the malice and try and help uh, the okay. humans as much as his possible. Like exile, that's himself. the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, self-imposed exile. So he is now an assassin trying to kind of rid the world of the horribleness. And mm-hmm. he is the dude with the mask and the different coloured eyes. And basically he notices something with Nessa as soon as she comes in. There's something going on with that. He knows there's a weird, but he can't quite place mm-hmm. it. Now, after this sort of thing happens... She's out doing working uh, like in an evening and she's got a necklace that her mum gave to her years and years and years ago and somebody takes it. She thinks it's just a bump and a knock, but yeah, it's obviously not. And then this problem she's got, it's all menstrual that she's had. This problem starts kicking in full force and she kind of has to get out of the dining room Mm. and Lannis suddenly realises, holy shit, you're a D.O., this is oh. not good at all. Mm-hmm. And these problems you've got are because you've kind of hit a season and you need to be mated. As it would. Yeah. And yeah, Lannis <laughs> as a malice is kind of like, I can't really do the mating. You're a Dio. Jesus, what happened last time to my Dio? It's not good. But he yeah. kind of gives her a bit of a helping hand and then realises he has to take her to where the malice are to try and save her life because if the moxie get her and right. can breed and take this essence from her, then mm-hmm. basically yeah that's it but yeah he is he is the one who is the age gap he has been alive for centuries having to deal with this guilt of losing this dio oh wow so he's been so basically a long yeah, time which is why his exile is epically self-imposed and he goes out yeah. tooth and nail to try and fight all of these people but why he's got the mask and the different colored eyes is he was i think he was quite injured when it happened so he was messed with and he's got all different parts. So one of his arms is actually one of these moxie creatures. Okay. So mm-hmm. one of his eyes has come from one of them that he attacked and fought while he was trying to get to his deal and everything. So he's just a mishmash of creatures. Wow. So, yeah, and he's lived a long, long time and he's got a lot of history with these people mm-hmm. and with this deal that he lost. You, the more you get into the book, you realise him and his deal at the time 
there was something going on there more than just Guardian and yeah other. So Guardian, so, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So he's had past he's relationships, had a long time to brood and to yes. be he's to wounded. become. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bless him. That does but, seem to be a theme. It, do, it really, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I think, yeah, if all of the ones that I'm reading, I'm actually like, yeah, this is because of this. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So mm-hmm. how old was she? She's normal. It's 20. She's just normal. Yeah, normal. In her 20s. She's had, yeah, she's had a lot of grief to deal with in the 20-odd years yeah. that she's been here. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. No, she's just, this is it. This is, as we said earlier, mine are mostly, it is the men that are the older. And it's the human females that come to love them. Yeah. So I kind of, because that tends to be the sort of the pattern, doesn't it? I tried to find ones that were a little bit outside of the norm with the age gaps. So Mm -hmm. um, my first one, I have to do a disclaimer. I haven't finished reading this book yet (laughs) because it was like a a last-minute picked it up and I've been enjoying it so much I'm like oh and it works so well and I want to do it so I'm I'm hoping everything so no spoilers end up... for yeah a so it's like well yeah I don't know what's gonna happen yeah, I'm like two-thirds of the way through and I'm just really really enjoying it it's called uh Silver Under Nightfall by Rin Chupeka I think that's how you say it I'm not sure I'm sorry if that's not the way they say it um so there is you'll like this as well this is a why choose Ooh, <laughs> yeah Great which job. could have been again last minute i could have had so that like right at the beginning of the season but hey it works for this one so you've got remy who is a reaper <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> Not i really dog. can't i can't Luckily, read the i don't picture your dog <laughs> i do i have to turn them off oh it's awful anyway sorry mm-hmm Remington. <laughs> we call Remington. him that too. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's no good. It doesn't work. Pendergast Sorry. is his surname as well. Is it? Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a good name. Um, yeah, well, uh, he's a Sorry. Reaper. Remy. So, yeah. yeah, which is uh, historically his family have always killed rogue vampires in the world that he lives in. You've got many courts of vampires and then a human kind of kingdom and generally you know they they keep separated but if a vampire's just been turned and they get into a frenzy the reapers are called in to obviously kill off that rogue vampire who's out murdering villages of people and stuff um but he's kind of exiled from the official like royal reapers because they think he is a half vampire himself there's this historical thing with his mother i think i haven't quite got to down to all the nitty-gritty bits of that there's always something in the blood isn't there? there's always something mm. but we're not sure yet we're not sure yet what's going on and his dad's horrible um as dads often are um <laughs> in in fiction not yeah, all no. dads not all dads <laughs> just say there's always problems with parents isn't there mm-hmm. um so he's just kind of used him for his own political means and at this time there's going to be this alliance happening between the third court of vampires and the fourth um with the human realm it's looking like they're going to get a little bit more of a a, a way of living 
alongside each other, which will be better. And these things are going through court and he gets sent off to go. But there's other stuff going on too, which includes these mutated vampires that are appearing and attacking places and no one knows what happens there. There's a murder mystery. The head of the official reapers. There's a lot going on. The head of the the official reapers gets murdered. But um, all of these events pull him into the sphere of uh two vampires and one is the king of the third court who is what's his name malek and his fiance who is i'm gonna try and say this i think it's shaldan it's one of those ones that's spelled with like an x so i'm trying my best with that yeah okay. i think that's how you say it shaldan um who is his fiance and she is the heiress to the fourth court, which is kind of a dwindling court. Um, and they have both taken an interest in Remy, basically, um, which he is confused about <laughs> to begin with. So uh, he meets he meets Malek first when he is going after a rogue vampire. And it's very fiery. Uh, Malek is very much your typical arrogant thinks he knows everything yes he does yeah very cool as a cucumber but there's something about Remy that makes him a bit more agitated um and then he meets Shaldan and she's she's just really lovely she's really really nice and um he He's very attracted to her, but he understands that she has a fiancé and he's not sure. And then they start travelling together and he comes to realise that they've both kind of had this honest discussion. They don't have an open relationship generally. Um, And it's not just seen as a thing, well, vampires do things differently. It's just between them, they've both talked to each other and been like, yeah, we're we're both attracted to him. And and he's attracted to us, even though we won't admit it with him. so yeah, if it we'd be open to doing something, but only if it was like all three of us, so there was no difficulties. So as I'm, we don't reading, want a triangle, do we? Well, this is it. This was it was the beautiful thing. If I hadn't known going in, I would have gone, ah, oh, fucking hell, triangle. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that it was from his perspective as well, because again, generally triangles tend to be you have a female main character don't you like mm-hmm. when we're thinking in the past ya yeah you'd have some, Edward or Jacob, some normal it's, yeah. one yeah and some other one that's <laughs> like really yeah. old and some like, normal oh. one and some other one yeah <laughs> just like yeah <laughs> anyway um but yeah so obviously there's age gaps with this as well um She's older, but she's not massively older. He's about 23, Remy, and she is in her 40s. Okay. So, but she doesn't appear in her 40s. She appears about his age. Um, But she is actually a dampier, I think they call it, don't they, when it's a semi-vampire. Have you come across that before? He rings a bell. Vampire dampier. Mm, I think that's dampier. how you say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she has this special ability, um, which is the only thing that will kill off these mutated vampires that are kind of ah it like it really goes I think I'm entering a sort of a dark phase again considering like some of the books I've been bringing it's very it's all like misty and dark in this place which is why the vampires can you know come out dark dark woods that's it and um that yeah these these vampires like they regenerate 
but they don't you know it's not a if you don't stake them you can kill them anyway and they they just like come together in like these blob like mutated for it's really ugh. Mm. it's like quite it like skirts the horror side Ooh. of thing i think sort of like that dark uh dark fantasy thing but she um has the ability to like bring sunlight she's a the the sun oh. bringer basically which is very you are cool. all the other tropes today as well I grumpy, just, sunshine. Yeah. grumpy yeah. sunshine yeah exactly um so they need her to clear that but um malek is like he's very old he's like 900 years old nice. and he's is scientific he's been in his laboratory doing stuff you know he figures things out on the like the scientific the level yeah um so yeah but it's uh, it's it's really fun it's full of action and like interesting stuff going on with all this plot and or this dynamic between them and it kind of as well as having like a female protagonist who's one of the older ones um it's also interesting because it's kind of look it it kind of makes you think because there's all different age gaps and she talks about how she knew Malek when she was younger because obviously she was born she wasn't made into a vampire um but he didn't pay any attention to her and it's only they've only got into a relationship recently so there's like some of the difficulties of age gap stuff that you worry about a bit you know is like they they do touch on it and talk about it a bit um and Remy's had some stuff going on there's some trigger warnings to do with him how he's been used within the court to get information which is with like some of the wives and things and she's Mm. very like angry and protective about what's been done to him from that perspective because he was like 15 when they started to you know push him towards ladies um yeah so it yeah it's it's interesting there's a lot of age discussion things going on and yeah all these different vampires of different ages you know you've got ones that have only just been turned and so they're only like 25 and they can't quite go out in the sunlight yet um (laughs) but as they get older they get more tolerance to it and um yeah and but then you've got other ones who are like they all seem really old but he's 300 he's 900 and it's like when would it stop even meaning anything to you (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah well I've been thinking over this last week reading these books just about Mm. (laughs) about me so my kids are my oldest is coming up to teens now yeah and she shows me stuff and I'm kind of already at the stage where I'm kind of like technology and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I can give, I can take it or leave it. I used to watch films. I used to know what was in all the charts. Yeah. Now I'm kind of, eh, there's a song. So there's, I went to see Busted. I went to see a band that I saw when I was like 18. Uh-huh. And that that's what I do now. I don't pay attention to these things. And it's kind of like, yeah, where is, do you reckon it kind of ebbs and flows that you kind of, once you hit a hundred, you actually like, actually, I've done all of that stuff. Let's go full circle and go back again and start embracing yeah. the things. Or I don't know. That's where it, that's where I'm at in my life. No, if I lived to be a hundred, I'd probably start paying more attention to things yeah. again. But at the minute, can't I think bothered. definitely. I I had a kind of similar point, and I've got one of one of my other books is kind of leans into that and a bit of that discussion too. But I was thinking just just from the perspective of like having a twenty year age gap. 
you know like I I just wouldn't know how to relate on that level like you're saying like you know the the things that you're interested in and that are important to you would be so different but like we can't kind of figure it out past a hundred because also like I mean that's another thing that's interested in this is that they've got one of the vampires is if they they can also get like dementia as well like it's too much oh, okay. like the yeah too much going know, in yeah and like the one that's got it is actually her mother um because she was very depressed she lost her like her familiar who was a um her husband um and so she's not coped with her aging she doesn't want to continue getting older and it's you know basically caused a vampiric style of dementia um but yeah, like just holding on to all that information. I mean, I find it difficult to hold on to the information of what happened last week. Yeah. So it's like, how would you even remember? I mean, maybe something about being a vampire changes Ex- your brain. Yeah, expands you're... your mind a bit more. Yep. I remember reading like a long time ago. I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Amanda Hocking, who was quite big when all of indie books were picking up. And she did some YA vampire stories. And one of the things she did in her world building with the vampires is that it didn't just freeze them in terms of like how they looked. It froze them kind of in their emotional development too. God. So imagine uh-huh. that. <laughs> it's like if, if you've got your boyfriend and you think he's really hot, but he's always going to be 25. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he's never going to grow up. So I think it kind of worked because it was YA and it didn't feel like it, like, so the younger one that she was interested in was like, did, didn't seem emotionally past her. But, <laughs> but then as, you would get that one. Oh, <laughs> as a 40 year old, imagining picking up socks and pants for the next 160 160- billion years of my life the, just, yeah it this, would make me want to kind of stick a corkscrew in my ear it? yeah no. it would it would not be attractive oh, not be appealing no. i don't care what your abs look like pick up your fucking socks <laughs> yeah i'm too tired for any of that anyway <laughs> just give it a rest <laughs> shall we watch antiques roadshow <laughs> i just cannot be asked. <laughs> This is it. I've heard there's books out there that do that now. That would be awesome uh-huh. to read. Anybody knows any, please recommend them because yeah. I'll be there for that. That's it. <laughs> oh, bless them. Okay, well, so my book two is one that um it kind of it's got the arrogant one in it. Because yeah, he okay. has been alive for a long time, so he is well up and above everybody. So And I could kind um, of I could kind of see really it. Could. What wouldn't you be if you were like yeah. 800 years old or something and you'd seen everyone you I mean even when you get to our age you see history repeating itself already you know like young people think they're the first ones that have ever used a song and you're like no that was sampled even when we were younger (laughs) who is this Paul McCartney he needs to give Kanye some love pardon (laughs) what bless yeah yeah uh but yeah with this one um i could have picked any in the series it's called the dark one series and they are all old immortals okay i think there's so i uh, this is dark surrender which is the siren it's dark surrender by rachel van dyken and yet dark one series there's a vampire there's angels there's werewolves there's loads of Mm -hmm. them 
but I have picked this one because when I was browsing through the title uh, and all the, the first pages, uh, my prologue was uh, Alexander, 64 AD. And I'm like, you know what? Okay. I'm going with that for an age gap. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that that is probably my biggest age gap today. Yeah. Well, today, yeah. Yeah. Because when they, we were, like, looking at more. it and I was thinking about, like, how old they were. Because I think probably out of all of mine, uh, yeah, Malek's probably the oldest one. But then yeah. I was thinking, oh, out of all of the books I read, who is the oldest? And I think it's probably, like, Pestilence. Mm. thinking because yeah, it's like from, from the beginning the of time of, yeah. isn't yeah. it all yeah. of the four horsemen but they yes. weren't really them in a way no they kind of come and go don't they so yeah. they are them but they're not they they always say that they we are we're human but we're not yeah. <laughs> you look at me as human but i'm not really yeah i am but... more yeah you are but that's, anyway. that's an ad any yeah mm. yeah yeah ad's and then some so this is alex um he is born of a human woman and of an angel and he is a siren and he is the most beautiful they kind of say he's pretty he's beautiful he's handsome he's all of the things he encompasses all that is perfection when he's born and right. even the flowers turn to him he is that mm-hmm. epically attractive yeah but because of this everybody either loves him or they despise him right. so he uh, you start with the prologue which is his mom and his stepdad and they're basically all jealous of everything. His stepdad wants him, but he hates that he wants him. Mm-hmm. And his mum is so jealous that she's she was given this, what she thinks is a gift from the gods, yeah. from, from the angels. And yet that he is better than her in every way. And everybody overlooks her for this child. And in in the end of this chapter she just stabs him she kills him because she just cannot wow. deal with it anymore mm-hmm. and then the angels come and sort of take him away from that and yeah move him back to wherever he ends up and then we jump to modern day and um, basically what's going on is um there's there's like a massive war between sort of the angels the, the good ones the bad ones and what happened was the immortals would all mate with humans and they'd have more immortals and life went on as it was. But something started happening that the women were dying, that they were trying to mate with and the children weren't right. surviving and the, the births just weren't happening. So mm-hmm. all of the immortals decided to just stop it. They couldn't keep living with the death on their hands. Okay. So they just gave up and they were just going to live their lives and oversee whatever was going on. And then basically the angels have started fighting amongst themselves. So they've had to stop and say, okay, we've got to call forth the humans again. And we've got to sort of see if we can make this work. And there's one of them who is Cassius, who I think is quite angely, but a little bit, something else in the blood as well, but you can read his book. Mm -hmm. Um, He's kind of saying, I've seen things. We need to try and we need to try and do this and see what happens. So all of the immortals, they call up a few women and then they pick one and then they take them as their mate. And as you do, okay. uh, Alex is our siren and he wants nothing to do with this. He's not great with humans, right. as you can imagine from <laughs> his past experiences. He's basically there for the sex. He's a panda, eats, shoots and leaves. That's what he does. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, but yeah, when he's called up, he just doesn't want to be there. He sits there and he's, he's got... Um, alluring powers so they bring all these women in and he's kind of like dance for me and he kind of puts his little thing in and they start dancing cry jump hop 
and he's just he's a bit of a twat but our our woman is hope ironically named yeah and she works in the gardens in the immortal enclosure so she's there grubby covered in dirt and plants she was just going to water some stuff out in the garden and cassius has walked past her and gone where are you going she's like water the plants you, you want to try something else for a bit? She's like, a promotion? And he's like, oh, God. <laughs> kind of a promotion. Maybe. So he, yeah, he dumps her in this room. You might enjoy it. Yeah, you never know. Dumps her in this room with these two other women. The door shuts. There's this glowing siren with, like, probably, like, cherubs singing in the background. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, dance. And she's like, I don't want to dance. And he is right pissed off with the oh. cry. No, I don't want to cry. But she's getting really hot and flustered. Everything he says, she can feel it, but she can fight yeah. against it. And yeah, basically Ex- that's like that. that's the moment that he's like, all mm-hmm. right, something is not right. It's got to be you. And they're kind of mm-hmm. obviously drawn to each other. The other women dance their night off the way they go. <laughs> dance and, yeah, off stage, please. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so yeah, basically they have to mate and they have to be a couple, which they do. But then he wants nothing to do with her. Mm. Oh, he he doesn't want anything to do with her because she's human, but they have to mate. So he bites her and then he tastes something weird in her blood and he realises she's an elf. And at some point in his past, he's done something that has caused... He's basically destroyed the elf population. Okay. his promiscuity. (laughs) You you were starting like really subtly and then you're like, I, I can't really. I'm going to go with it. I no, can't basically, this. No. no, there is no side of the, the elves. Okay. Uh, he was supposed to go and protect the last few elves left in the world and he was out having sex, so he didn't. Always. Oh, okay. It wasn't basically. a direct choice to wipe them off. No, no. Well, it kind of was. because kind of. Well, yeah, it was a direct choice of I can go this way or I can get my end away yeah. and that's where I'm going to go. And he did mm-hmm. and he came back and they were all dead. so yeah basically he's then like okay she's human and elf blockers on has sex with her mates her and then goes he sets an egg timer and he's like (laughs) i'll call you back when when we got to do it again and just pushes her out the door and off she goes but yeah there's lots of other bits and pieces demons start appearing because obviously she is the last elf all of the other immortals are kind of feeling a weird pull to her and she's feeling a weird pull to them. Yeah. And there's something going on, which means the past is coming back. And it's like, well, how does she know okay. about the past if she's just only in her 20s? And obviously yeah. she's not only in her 20s. She's also from way back when. But that's another bit of the story that you can read yourself. Oh. Yeah, but that's quite interesting because, like, so... She isn't aware of it and she gradually becomes aware. She's slowly but surely, yes. So the yeah. Mason is the wolf and she kind of mm. sits with him and he, it's really funny. He's obsessed. That One of the human women, Genesis, puts him onto Disney films. So he's like, <laughs> we need to sit and watch The King of the Lions. He'll know what to do. And we're like, we're not watching another flipping Disney film with you, mate. <laughs> and he's really cool. But he's like, they're sitting there and she's stroking him and he lost his mate. This was one of the times he said he'd never mate again yeah. because he was one of the ones who was mating a human and she she died. Oh. So he's vowed that he can't ever do it again, but he has mm-hmm. to. But he's drawn to this human and that's kind of got loads of problems with him. He doesn't know if it's because of his lost mate or other things. Yeah. But yeah, hope is then 
I know you. Well, I know you as well. Where do we know each other from? That sort of thing. And Cassius is just, he comes and he's one of them people that you want to give a slap to because he'll come, he'll drop a little bit of information, then just disappear. (laughs) Thanks. I love those ones. Oh, he's very cool. But yeah, Mm -hmm. so there's loads that does go on. And it all all turns out nice in the end, obviously, but it's a super series. And they're all really old. So who is the age? Yeah, is it her to him or him to her? Well, in theory, I think he's the older one. Yeah. And then it turns out that he met her along the way and they were kind of mates at the time. But Mm -hmm. because of all the problems with the humans and he lost. So she was one of the elves who was supposed to be in the room when he was there. But Mm. somebody had a bit of an inkling and sent her away. So some uh, one of the other bad angels came, slaughtered all the elves, and she was off. Good elf took her away and kept her out of the way in like a stasis. Yeah. So they are both age gappy, but I think Alex is the older. He was the first creation, yeah. and she kind of came later. Mm, and I think she's got part wolf in there as well, I think, because she's linked to Mason because it, her dad, I think, was part wolf. And then Mason and his pack were linked to her dad. And then her elf, I keep going to say Faye, because that's what yeah. my brain's always on, but her yeah, elf yeah. mom and his wolf, uh, her wolf dad, sort of that's how everybody's kind of got a link to her because everybody kind of would have a pack link or a yeah. elf link. And yeah, that's all. Everybody kind of huh. has this knowledge of her, but they don't know how. Mm. And we thought Very she good. was just a gardener. Yeah, basically. So did he. It's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. That is weird as well, like with the elves and the fae. It feels like uh, fae have edged elves out. But I don't know, what what's really the difference? I don't I know, because there's pixies as well. They're like, because I imagine elves in the same way I imagine fae, basically. I, I yes. think of them kind of as interchangeable. Is elf just a version of fae? What's so, going When I was writing something, I was trying to think of something a bit different to stick in. And my mm. head, I don't know if you were ever a brownie as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they all had the little creatures, didn't they? Yeah. yeah so yeah. you were a pixie or an elf or a fairy. An yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or an imp. And then you kind of look through it. And you're like, but what the hell's the actual difference? Does some just fix? And a brownie is like a particular a little, thing. It's a Scottish it's like, a, like pixie. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, yeah. yeah. And some are Midlands based and some are a bit yeah. more down south. So depending on your location yeah. is what you oh, would call them. that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought they were like, oh, what can we call these annoying little kids? <laughs> we're breaking open like all of the the history of the brownies, and it's all yeah. like rooted in folklore. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. depending on where you come from, but yeah, yeah, but also a little bit of patriarchy because we're <laughs> having to learn how to cook. Yeah. And to clean. We'll start them yeah. young. Get them in there at five. <laughs> yeah. Why am I making you a coffee? And why am I making you a sandwich? Yeah. Oh. Well, give her a badge, she'll shut up. Yeah. Um, what she'll have to do is sew it on. And they're not wrong. Really <laughs> Did not. we learn that? Did we learn to make our little to-do list and tick yeah, off all the jobs we need go and to help do all and the feel elderly. satisfied? Yeah. God. And we paid for the privilege. I should give 20p a week to do that. Like 20p, though. 20p yeah. a week, I know. I like don't think it's pounds. gone up that much. Oh, honest. for brownies? Oh, mine have yeah, danced I and think... stuff. It was awful money. <laughs> you have to have this costume and they're little, little princesses. It's £40. Pounds. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. No, we've not we've not had that round our so way. So many sequins. I feel sorry for whoever has oh. to put the sequins on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my Maybe. cousin used to do, like, dancing when we were young. And that's what I remember is, oh. like, my aunt constantly sewing sequins onto leotards. <laughs> like, the special, like, see-through-y 
stuff because mm, it's yeah. like plasticky, which is not not easy either. Is it? But what they don't tell you is, so we've got the two girls that did it, and they'd come away after their dance show, and their arms would be red raw because yeah. the sequins all, all over all the body suits, mm-hmm. and they'd come away like they'd just been like battering a shark or something. They'd be like, "Ow, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, pseudocrem everywhere." <laughs> awful stuff for loves yeah yeah but that's just yeah big red welts and then i cover them in like a snow of pseudocrem to help <laughs> awful what stuff. have they been doing did they go camping no no show <laughs> no tap in tap a tap a tap <laughs> bless them oh dear so have you got a book okay yeah there we i go. do um so i'm gonna do entreat me by grace draven which Ooh. is one that i have mentioned very briefly uh, yes. i think when was it end of season two maybe i think well Um, i don't know it could yeah i think it was season two because we talked about the um oh god i can't remember the name of the actual actual book book i remember the grace heaven but we're on about yes the beauty and the beast one yeah i don't know how much i talked about it but i got it in that little spreadsheet as just a mention yeah so um yeah basically it's a beauty and the beast retelling um with the but it's a little bit different in the it's the beast and the beauty are not the main characters. Um, they are the son and the sister of the main characters. So nice. and he doesn't like kidnap her and take her away, but they've met we did abduction and they're gone. wanting yeah, exactly. No, not not that one. Yeah. Um they've met and they want a court and um so basically he's asked to that the son's asked to bring her sister back to his castle um which is kind of magically separated from the rest of the kingdom as is the way in beauty and the beast quite often so it's got like this different time frame as well in that they have seasons but it's not really like years passing but they've been there for like 400 years basically living through this curse and the curse is on him but it's also on his dad too I can't I don't know if I wrote his name I didn't write any names because I think I was going to do this one a little bit more briefly Mm. um so it was his wife that put the curse on him and her son because he's not actually technically i think it was balian his name was i can't remember it begins with a b um is not actually his son but he loves him like his son which is lovely and yeah. is typical of like grace draven books one of the things i love about them is they have very warm relationships they've got like these unexpected relationships that in like a lot of the time you'd think oh you know that that would be evil stepmother time but it's not it's yes it's time for this genuine relationship and you know and um Luvian, i think her name is is the sister and she wants to go to chaperone her little sister to make sure everything's above board and she is like the opposite of sunshine she's <laughs> she's she's a very i think I think you'd probably like her character. I, I, I like her. Yeah, <laughs> I think you would. Um, she's very straight talking. She means business. And what's a little bit different for me in this one is even though there is obviously a massive age gap between um, Balian and Luvian, I'm butchering those names. They're probably not that at all. I'm just making them up. Fantasy Don't names. They sound like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's not 
like young she's not a young naive in her 20s kind of girl which is often the way of age gaps like as we've grown to know them she's she's a widow and she genuinely loved her husband it's not like it was a horrible marriage he died a few years ago she's grieved for him she's missed him um but there's obviously an attraction between her and Balian and uh, they they find out what's going on kind of with the curse. There's very cool stuff with these vicious roses that come in and like rip him <laughs> to shreds. Nice. The, like really damaging. You are, getting, you are on the dark, dark, the aren't you? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this one's not that dark, but it's a little mm. bit dark. <laughs> roses are curse to shreds. It's not that dark. <laughs> you know, it's a curse. You can't help Every it. Every day. Um. But yeah, so that one's like, I liked it from that perspective of the fact that even though she's not, she's not like kind of young and naive, she's older, she knows her own mind, she's a very strong person, which is often the case with a lot of main characters, but she has like life experience behind her. But that also brings other problems, which made me think, well, like, you know, kind of like you were saying in your first book with the guy who's like really brooding and he's torn up. You know, if you had like forever, you like those hang ups you have, you God. could go one way or the other. You could either work on them really hard or you could just keep collecting neuroses. Yeah. <laughs> Having to wake up in like 200 years and that time you dropped your coffee in front of people and they laughed or just that you relive that god awful moment this is it like if, oh. yeah those things coming back to you if you had the memory for them yeah that um, would oh it would i i would certainly feel like you know i i think when people get older you do kind of recognize well there's probably a good reason they get a little bit grumpy in their older years mm. imagine if it was that many years, yeah you would be proper grumpy oh god um, but yeah so it just made me it was interesting from that perspective and Ooh. seeing like how it worked with a slightly older, yeah, slightly older woman, but with a much, much older man. But yeah. and he's kind of tempered as well. He was like a a real warrior and he wasn't a great husband, you know. His wife that's cursed him, she she didn't exactly have a happy marriage room, but she was, you know, she wasn't nice. Yeah. But it was like both sides. So he's got some guilt about that as well, that he feels he kind of deserves it and he wasn't good enough. So he's he's been reflecting, done some, yeah. done some reflection over so time. With age does come wisdom sometimes. Sometimes. Also bad facts and grumps. Yeah. But yeah, yeah other it. things too. He is. Bless yeah, him. and he's getting a bit slower and his sunlight takes the mickey out of him. Yeah. You know? but Back to 50, I don't need a tan. It's all good. Yeah. Bless him. Okay. Yeah, so that was like a brief one because I've already talked about the one before. Yeah, well, this is it. My next one is a novella. So it's again okay. brief-ish. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's putting my vampire in because I, I read this mm-hmm. one and I did quite like it. And it, it's weirdly called Blood Moon. Okay. Which you would think is all the wolves, but it's not. Oh, I do, think do I might you... have read this one. Okay. So yeah, this is Gillian Graves, Blood Moon. Yes, I've read this one. Yes. Um, and we have a witch who is Hazel, who uh, runs a nightclub, 
and a new nightclub has just moved in over the road and they're being dickheads basically they're putting (laughs) flyers through the door they're giving them to the customers outside they're putting Mm -hmm. like massive billboards in front of the door there's bats coming in and scaring the crap out of all of her human customers basically she's at the end of her tether with this new nightclub that's that's I don't even think it's open at the time. They're just trying to poach customers and she's just at the end of her wick, basically. So she goes to her friend Drew's house, who I I love the beginning because this is down for, I think the acknowledgement is for Eric and Drusilla and Pam and all of the the other fictional vampires and (laughs) me giggle Angel and stuff. Um, So she goes to Drew's house and uh she has like this supernatural party this house party and drew is like a really good friend and she's like go have a shower i've made this new potion give mm-hmm. you confidence make you relax chill you out so good go and have a wash in it you'll be you'll be right so um hazel jumps in the shower and she's feeling a bit frisky with this this, this uh, shower gel and somebody happens to come into the bathroom there's two doors one to the bedroom which is where hazel came in from and one from the hallway which is where everybody else would come in and she's having a bit of a self-pleasuring moment in the shower when this dude walks in who is called vlad he is our vampire and (laughs) vlad vladimir and um basically they help scratch each other's itches he has a taste mm-hmm. of her blood because she's like my mate's potion is super you should try some she's yeah she's there she's feisty she sticks her arm out the shower mm-hmm. have a taste go on go on mm-hmm. and he has some and that's it they're both done for so they hop into the bedroom <laughs> do the nasty and then she's like all right cool i've got to get back out and he's like okay really we're not gonna she goes i'll see you again i'm sure at some point if you're super new in the area i'm Mm -hmm. sure we'll stumble into each other again Mm -hmm. she goes gets dressed goes out to the party and drew's like okay i need to introduce you to this dude now so you can get it off your chest and deal with the the stress and then you can have fun Mm uh this is the dude who owns the bar his name's vladimir and then yeah obviously (laughs) they get to meet now while not naked and yeah her stressy pissy levels go back through the roof <laughs> so yeah vlad does own the bar across the street mm-hmm. and he's kind of so he is the older one obviously a few i don't think it sort of says exactly how old he is but he's got a few years behind him mm-hmm. and um he's kind of like a bit of healthy competition you know we're not trying to put you out of business and he was the bat that actually came in and had a snoop around um but yeah i kind of think what you find out he's kind of not the dominant arrogant aggressive type he's just there he's had this long time dream that he wants to open this supernatural bar have Mm. somewhere for his people to go but he couldn't self-fund it so he had to go to this higher power who i can't remember and i want to say the the fap but that's fap and that i don't (laughs) think is right so oh oh i try to think what that would even stand for Bangs. isn't that to do with Pound. yeah i don't know what it is but <laughs> yeah anyway so he had to get funding for this and the long and the short is he's kind of not the one he's not using this lifetime of power and aggression it's this supernatural council mm. who are basically shoving it down this woman's neck to close her bar down and yeah. in the end he's not having any of it and they they kind of come together and uh, she is a witch witch hazel is is i think what the bar is called which i yeah. did like uh yeah it was just a fantastic little little, little uh, thing yeah. to get into 
That was a cute little one. I remember. Yeah. It really was. And again, a totally different dynamic that you've got this power and all of this. Yeah. Well, uh, this this stuff behind you, and he just isn't using that how mm-hmm. how he could be using it. He's yeah. just living his life, off doing what he wants to do. That's it. It's still like their choice and their personality. Mm. It doesn't mean necessarily. It. Yeah. It mm. doesn't own you just because you've lived through billions. Just because you're three hundred years old, you don't doesn't have mean to you be have a to dick do. about it. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that kind of cozy one works into my last one as well. Um, so hang on, let me just move my piece of paper that I won't look at. No, just to get the title right. <laughs> just to yeah, just to get the title right. It's more the author's name. That's the one I always think of. Um, so this one is My Roommate is a Vampire by Jenna Levine. And this is like a contemporary paranormal romance. Ooh set in you know normal world kind of thing and um yeah so basically uh cassie is kind of she's in her early 30s and she's a kind of a struggling artist she did an art major she's not really found a way of applying that into work to make money she didn't become a teacher she works part-time at a library and part-time at a coffee shop um and quite fun though. it does i'm <laughs> like i was reading it thinking what's the problem here then life goals. <laughs> um, but two jobs is not so great but people watching book reading though that's kind of my life anyway and coffee and being oh. in a coffee shop um so she's having problems with her living situation and she's about to be evicted and she's looking through like what do they call it? Craigslist, I think it is, that they have. And she's found this uh, advertisement for a place that is in a really nice area of Chicago, I think it is. Um, But it's like asking barely any money. And she's like, there's got to be something wrong with this. This seriously has to be. Um, And her friend's going, well, just go, go check it out. I'll sit outside. You can message me if there's any problems. Do you know what I mean? And she's like, look, I'll, I'll do it. And I'll go. I'll go and uh, see what the place is like. And she messages back and forth. And that's one of the cute little things in this as well. It's written, um, I think it's first person or just from her perspective. But at the beginning of all the chapters, you get little snippets of um, like messages he does between people or emails from like... um, between them or like little diary entries so you'd, oh, I think you'd probably enjoy that little, little mm. bits they're, they're quite cute just to give a little insight onto what's going on with him too um and she meets him and it's a little bit odd but he's like the hottest man she's ever met she's got like jaw is on the floor but he's dressed in very old-fashioned clothing suits him but it's very old-fashioned <laughs> And um, he seems quite nice and they, you know, she decides that she will take the place. She can't see any major problems as to why he doesn't appear to be, you know, have a cupboard full of weapons or anything like that. Although there is a cupboard he tells her not to look in, which is straight. That's when you find out what's in this cupboard later in the book, it is the most bizarre thing ever. <laughs> I was, ne- I never yeah, would have thought it. That. Honestly, <laughs> if someone else thinks had, had predicted what was in that cupboard, I would love to hear it um, because it did, did not occur to me. Um, and she just assumes that his, you know, his nocturnal habits of shift work is not that strange. <laughs> you know, she oh. works at a coffee shop in the evening. So she, you know, not? she's not always there. 
But when she moves in, she comes across something a little bit odder, and that is that there is not a single saucepan in the house or anything <laughs> to cook with. And she's like, where's all your pots and pans? And he's like, "Um, I what? What what do I need? What's, what? what's a pot? <laughs> what what for? And then he like and there's this little exchange where he goes out to buy the stuff and he's asking her kind of what she, she comes back and he's got like all the best range of everything for yeah. her to to do. And uh, like it comes it comes about that he is a vampire. <laughs> she she goes back early once and he's got his like really irritating friend there. One of those friends, you know, that's the pain in the ass friend. Yeah. But it does help to move the pot along, kind of friend. Um, and yeah, she sees all these blood bags in the in the fridge, yeah. and um. he she leaves obviously in fright. But he writes her a letter, and they meet up to talk. And he explains that he's been asleep for like a hundred years, <laughs> and he needed he was suggested to get a roommate so that he could kind of reintegrate with what society's Aww. like now, <laughs> which is what like when we were talking earlier about like you saying about what it's like pop culture and yeah, your yeah. interests and things, and he's like, I'm not interested in the internet at all. It sounds terrible. Everything I've heard about it is like a blight on society. And by the end of it, he's like, he's, yeah, sorry, he's ordering sorry. things from Amazon constantly. <laughs> she has to take him out, teach him how to dress. She takes him to a coffee shop and um, they've got like all strange names and he just doesn't understand how he could. I just want coffee and they're like no you have to say what it's called yeah. no just coffee and he's not even going to drink it <laughs> so he, yeah, can't just even drink it. he just just for appearances <laughs> sake to I have learn. that yeah see i'm getting real what's his name uh of what we do in the shadows is it nate i want to say Neymar. what's his name oh nando nando i'm getting yeah, yeah. kind of those yeah. when he's in the when he's in the shop at like one of the early series and they're trying to like decorate aren't they for their orgy party and he's yeah. trying to get the crepey paper yeah. <laughs> the crepey and the glitter paper. yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah, yeah just like that it is it's very much a low stakes humorous kind oh. of look but it's it was just that that twist on him being older and then not understanding do you know what I mean like when you got your your mum and then you're trying to explain to him how to order something online <laughs> and, like, uh, and they don't well, want to do it because they don't trust yeah they don't yeah. trust the internet don't in trust, the slightest. I, don't, I need to have cash because I don't I can't yeah tip. that's it I must have all the cash under the mm. bed because what happens what happens if the banks do something I mean it's true but mm. <laughs> by the same token this is the world we live in now yeah so um yeah that was my final one um oh, super. that did I remember writing down a question as I was reading it though which was interesting because um there was like a, a little I don't know if it was really brought up about becoming a vampire and stuff like that. And you know, like how vampires are always a little bit on the fence about turning their their paramour into a vampire too. Yes. They can be quite like, oh, yeah, no, I don't think. Oh, it's not the that. life you expect yeah. it to be. Yeah. Although they quite like being a vampire and the perks, immortality and all that. Yeah. Running um, fast. But you never get a vampire who decides to go out of their way to see if they can get turned back. 
Do you know what I mean? No. Like, if if it's a physiological change that happens for some reason, I wonder if, I'm sure there probably is, there's probably a book out there somewhere where a vampire is trying to hunt down a witch or something that yeah, will too, know too. the way to return their humanity. But I can kind of see it because hmm. if you did, if you did know you could live forever, I mean, you maybe keep putting it off and be like, I'd prefer to be human, but maybe I'll just have 10 more years. Game of Thrones, there's, there's more House of Dragons coming. I wouldn't mind it. Loki's out soon, you know. That's it. Yeah, yeah. it's a long time. It, eventually, we want to see if that series gets finished by that yeah. author. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, yeah. we'll have to I hang around for at least 50 it. years. <laughs> yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, this is it, you know. Somebody on, oh, what was it? It was probably TikTok or, oh, God knows. They were trying to calculate how many books they could read for the rest of their life. It's very depressing. I don't like yeah. to do that. Yeah, it's like if I read two books a week until I'm 80, it would be this many thousand. And it's like, so I if I have to, this, there were like DNF and stuff. And it's like, why? How can you not read so many books? It's like, because I only have 5,000 books that I will be able to read. <laughs> I am not wasting time on this one. That just and would bring just... me so much stress. It really would. Because like, just... I don't think I'd even be able to read all the books that are on my Kindle now. <laughs> I'd be that minute, depressed. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to well, die before I finish my Kindle. <laughs> did you get the stuff your Kindle day stuff yesterday? I got about four emails going, stuff your Kindle. And I'm like, no, just stop I... sending me this stuff. No, I just. I didn't um I saw that and no. I was like what is this is this a is this a Kindle thing or is this is it like indie authors banding together it's promo, to promo stuff yeah so I think okay. basically yeah so they will put the first in their series out for for free for the day or mm-hmm. two and then you can get yeah. that and then get into oh, the rest of the series so yeah it's not it's not done in a bad way it's no. not oh like, it's like I've already yeah, got no. all these podcast books to read I didn't even manage so to finish books. this one in time for I can't go get mm. more books it's terrible <laughs> Hello, welcome to season 87. We are now immortal <laughs> and we're just here forever. Yeah, I mean, that's the other question to ask. If you happen to be a vampire and you know. You know. <laughs> if you just happen to be one. You wouldn't you even just... be up yet when you when you watch it later. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, for us, yeah, we're making this safe way. Do it during the day. <laughs> they can get in contact yeah. when they're listening at night. <laughs> or what oh. do you think? I mean, 12 hours is a long time to sleep if it was like the full day so you'd probably put your little airpods in and listen to some podcasts and stuff inside your coffin (laughs) daylight savings is coming soon i've got an hour i'll just go and sit in my coffin with my kindle yeah that's it i mean yeah not just immortal for years you also get just a bit of peace and quiet at times too and you don't need to breathe just how much shut for them do you think um so with the age gap stuff, this was the note I wrote earlier. I was going to say, out. was that the other yeah, note yeah. or the note? Number? Yeah. So like, it's kind of like we were saying before, it's kind of like a side sideline a lot of the time. So like, yes. like a few of them, the age gap, like that last one, the age gap is like a particular point of the dynamic between the people. But a lot of the time it's just like, making the love interest kind of awesome do you think it's because it's like is is immortality like a sexy thing is it because there's the possibility of the happily ever after being forever and ever and ever I suppose it's how you look at it if you imagine that somebody's been alive for a thousand years Mm -hmm. and you are the one that they fall for that's gotta make you pretty pretty special yeah yeah yeah, that's it. 
I can see that. And I suppose, yeah, rather than it being about becoming immortal yourself, because that's not always the way, is it? Like, no. sometimes it's just witches and werewolves and they have like different lifespans, don't they? Some yes, of them are just that, be a lot yeah. older. Yeah, witches seem to. So the, the wolves, in my experience, don't seem to have the best. They usually. 120 to 150 ish and then the witches uh-huh. can get a bit longer and then the vampires just live forever oh okay you think in so? my experience i don't know if that stay a spell werewolves were about the same as witches weren't they yeah a little bit it's been a while a since bit longer. Bit. don't I don't start remember. me reading those six again i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you've already got series that you've got stuck into did you go back and read any of the other ones from the series that you went into no because i had to get these stuff done and i know <laughs> i know if i start another one then i never get any sleep so this is where i need to be a vampire that i yeah. can have four hours sleep and be fine because I've just had to read the entire time and still make lunches and walk to school and yeah. do the jobs and write the words and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, like, just having a story about a mum who decides to seek out a vampire just to, so she can, just so she can manage? And then he's like, oh, but you're the love of my life. And she's like, look, no. <laughs> just, I that's what I was interested this. in. He's trying to woo her. I feel like I've just written a novella there. <laughs> yeah, this is it, basically. Do you know what I want you to do? I don't want you to get down on your knees. What I want you to do is go and get me some bread and some milk and then go and yeah. pick up the baby. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and be able to do it like that. Yeah, <laughs> like what we yeah. do in the shadows as yeah. well. I love that. It just go back, <laughs> off yeah. you go, gone, oh. gone. I've still yeah. not watched it, and I get so many clips appear on. Oh, you still not like, watched the series? We've, we've done bits and pieces, but yeah. more seems to keep coming out. And mm-hmm. then I just, yeah, I sort of start watching it, and then we get waylaid by something, and then Colin Robinson appears on my my Colin thread, Robinson. and I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, we all know a Colin bless him. But yeah, I will get round to things one day. When I'm a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know what's in here. It could be anything. Could be. That's true. But there is daylight. So you're a day walker. I am. Mm-hmm. I am as, as angry as You like as the sunlight nights. too. Of the pair of us, I'm the one that's more like, ah! yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is it. We're a perfect match. I can go out and get the lattes in the day. That's it. Okay. So, yeah. So uh, next week. Oh, next week. Next week. Next week's an interesting one. See, so for you, this is kind of your your version of the why choose for me. And I was like, oh, how am I going to get many of those? And you're like, it's it's second chance. Slash. We're doing. Oh, okay. We did do slash. We're putting it in there because I found one. Okay. It's second chance slash secret baby. Secret baby. But I think you're the only one that's done secret baby. Has a secret baby. baby. Yeah. But this is it. So we, again, yeah, people like what they like, but I think it's good to say both of us aren't so keen on the secret baby trip. No. But no. I found one that I liked and it's like, you know what? There are ups and downs and ways and means with things. So yeah, if I can find one yeah. that I can put out there, then I will happily do so. And if there that are more that good. people want to shove at me, then yeah. I, I will happily sit and read them. But it's just a weird concept for me mm-hmm. to keep kids away from people. But yeah, if, if it's done in the right way, then I'm all for it. And then that's how you get me with the, the story of how that's happened and how you then make it work. Yeah, uh, that'll be interesting to hear about your one that you've enjoyed then. Because I just found it hard to find them, basically. 
okay. um, which we can probably talk about next week. Well, well, I was going to say there were quite there were lots of again the aliany ones who people just want babies. So this is it. No there's secret. A lot of, yeah, there's a lot of mating that goes on. Yes, breeding, yeah, breeding. Yeah, loads of them. Yeah, and even can... breeding without pregnancy. There's billions of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, actually getting the baby and then hiding it away. But yeah, hiding it away seems to be, for me, it feels like in fantasy, any hidden babies, you don't meet them as babies. You meet them when they're adults and they're the chosen one to go on the quest. They're usually like the main character by that point, not the sub, yeah, secondary character or something that's, you know, moving the plot along between the love interest. But I don't know. We'll find out how it works for your one next week. Excellent. Okay. And yeah, if you have opinions on age gap stuff and or favorite vampires or a reason why you'd want to be immortal, <laughs> this is making me flash back to discussions we've had about wings as well in the past. <laughs> yeah. How awkward. Episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Pros and cons. <laughs> yeah. And drinking with straws and things like that. <laughs> How would you remember <laughs> from the other one? Vampires are always so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if, if you'd love to come and chat to us about that, we're on TikTok and Instagram and X. <laughs> X. X. Yeah. Um, at SFF Romcast. Mm-hmm. And we're on the Spotify and the YouTube to do the watching and the looking. So yeah, and we've got an email. If you go on the, if you go online, yeah. you can drop us an email if you if yeah. you're that way inclined. If you're listening and you're like, I've written something about a middle aged woman who wanted to become <laughs> immortal, just, <laughs> just have yeah. some help. Send us a message about yeah, it. We'd love to yeah. hear what your book is. We're here for it. Definitely. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So join us next week for secret and not so secret babies. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.